Section 17 of Lost Diaries. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Lost Diaries by Maurice Baring. Section 17 From the Private Log of Christopher Columbus. On board the Santa Maria, August 3rd. 1492, Friday. At five in the morning, made the signal to weigh, but in less than half an hour the wind, shifting to southward and blowing fresh, I furled the topsails. The wind came in the afternoon to south by west. We weighed, but did not get far, the flood tide making against us. August 4. Little wind, or calm, all day. Send-off very fine. But now that we have started, wonder whether I have been wise after all. Wonder whether we shall reach Western India and China. August 5. Took the meridian observation at midday. Wind northerly, with a great swell. Ship's company in good spirits. But the doctor says we have started on a wild goose chase. August 8. Stood close in with the land. At noon, the latitude by observation was 28 degrees, 18 minutes. Stood in to a small bay to the southward of Tenerife. Anchored with the stream anchor, and sent the boat for water. Went ashore with the astronomer and instruments. All the liberty men came on board the worse for liquor, which is, on the whole, fortunate, as we shall have no trouble in getting them to continue the voyage. August 9. Several of the men confined with colds, and complain of pains in their bones. But from the careful attendance given them, doses of skulker's mixture being administered by the doctor all round, few continued in the sick list. The air very warm. September 9. Thick fog. At 5, the officer informed me that we were near an iceberg. I ordered the ship to be kept north by west, and hauled further in. At noon I steered north, seeing nothing of the ice. Soon after I was told that they saw the ice. I went on deck and perceived something white upon the bow, and heard a noise like the booming of surf. I hauled down the studding sails, and hailed the Nina and the Pinta. I desired that they would keep close to us, the fog being so thick, and have everybody up, ready to follow our motions instantaneously, determining to stand under such sail as should enable us to keep the ships under command, and not risk parting company. Soon afterwards we saw something on the bow, which, from the appearance, we took to be islands, and thought we had not stood far enough out. The ship's company raised a cheer. I hauled up immediately to the north-northwest, and was soon undeceived, finding it to be a moderate-sized sea-serpent, which we could not clear upon that tack. We tacked immediately, but the wind and sea both setting directly upon us, we neared it very fast, and were within a little more than a cable's length of the animal whilst in stays. The doctor, who has always scoffed at the idea of the sea-serpent, which, he said, was a traveller's tale, adding, sarcastically, and, I think, very inconsiderately, like the western passage to China, was silent all the evening. Prefer this to his irritating reiteration of that silly Andalusian song, and if we ever get back to Spain, we will never, never, never go back to sea again, which he is so fond of indulging in. Sea-serpent of the ordinary kind, with a white ring round its neck and a tufted crest. Not so large as the Icelandic specimens. 
expect to reach China in ten days' time, should the weather be favorable. Officers and ship's company in decidedly less good spirits since the foggy weather began. Sea serpent incident also caused a good deal of disappointment, the men being convinced we had reached the coast of China, although I had repeatedly explained that we could not possibly make that land for some time yet. September 10. Lost the Nina and the Pinta twice in the night from the very thick fog. The situation of the men from the very fatiguing work made most minute precautions necessary. Double allowance of Menzia served round today. September 11. No land in sight. Calm all day with a great swell from the southwest and the weather remarkably mild. Confess and disappointed. Wonder whether there is such a country as China after all. Confess I have no satisfactory evidence for thinking so. But I am concealing my anxiety, of course, from the officers and the doctor, who grow more and more sarcastic every day. He said at dinner yesterday that we might come home by the Nile, as we should certainly encounter its source in China. Want of taste. It is only too plain that both officers and ship's company are growing sceptical as to the practical results of our voyage. Wish the king and queen of Spain had been a little less sanguine. We shall indeed look very foolish if we come back having accomplished nothing. September 12. Ship's company distressingly sulky. If matters continue like this, it will end in a mutiny. Have been obliged to fake the observations, measuring the ship's way, so that the ship's company should remain in ignorance of the distances travelled, and think that they are much less than they are in reality. This faking has been an easy task, since the log, being only a mean taken every hour and consequently liable to error from the variations in the force of the wind during the intervals, from which an arbitrary correction is made by the officer of the watch. As this allowance must, from its nature, be inaccurate, it is very easy to make it more inaccurate still, now, that is to say, that I have squared Rodrigo. September 13. Have made a startling and disagreeable discovery. There is something wrong or odd about the compass. The axis of the needle no longer coincides with the geographical meridian it occupies, but makes an angle. This matter must be investigated. September 17. The ship's company discovered at dawn today the vagarities of the compass. Situation alarming. They at once said we must go home. Doctor and surgeon both say that they are not surprised. Roderigo has constructed an instrument, hanging by a universal joint on a triangular stand, adjusted so as to hang in a plane perpendicular to the horizon, by means of a plumb line, which is suspended on a pin above a divided circle. The length of the magnetic needle is twelve inches, and its axis is made of gold and copper. Roderigo says he can now observe the variation. Most ingenious, if true. September 18. Everybody expects to see land today. Why, I can't think. Sailors sometimes have strange superstitions. September 25. We are now 475 leagues from the Canaries. No sign of land. I am quite convinced, personally, that there is no chance of our ever reaching land this voyage. I knew from the first the affair was hopeless. Feel certain we cannot be near China or India. Unfortunately, my conviction, which I have never expressed, is shared by the ship's company, who showed signs of positive mutiny today. Calmed them as best I could with soothing words and old sherry. Steered south to west. 
September 26. Steered west. No sign of anything. Wish we had never left Spain. The Agulazil disgracefully drunk again last night and rude in his cups. Doctor sarcastic. Surgeon seasick. Ship's company mutinous. Have a bad headache. Never did like the sea. It never agreed with my liver. October 7. I ordered the allowance of liquor to be altered, serving the ship's company one-fourth of their allowance in Manzia and the other three-fourths in brandy. One half of this allowance was served before dinner and the other half in the evening. Result satisfactory. Altered course west to southwest. October 10. Mutiny. Ship's company refused to go on. Insist on returning to Spain. If I refuse, they threaten to kill me. But I fear they will kill me if I consent. Otherwise the matter would be simple. Have asked for three days' respite. Waterigo saw a piece of driftwood and a small bird called a red pole. Thinks we are not far from land. Too good to be true. October 11. Saw a light on starboard bow. But am not quite certain that it wasn't the star. October 12. Rodrigo saw the land at two in the morning. The king promised a reward of ten thousand maravedises to whoever saw land first. Clearly this reward is mine, as the light I saw on Thursday night was not a star. Explained this to Rodrigo, who lost his temper, and said that if he didn't get the reward, he would turn Mohammedan. The land is, of course, the coast of China. I always said it was somewhere about here. Stood in to make land. Anchored with the best bower in eleven fathoms, soft clay. Hoisted Spanish flag. Took possession of the country, which seems to be India, and not China after all. Call it West India, or Hispaniola. Natives talk in a drawling sing-song, chew tobacco and gum, and drink manzanilla and vermouth, mixed, icing the drink. This is a very gratifying mixture. It is called a cola de gallo. They have a round game of cards with counters, called chips, in which you pretend to hold better cards than you do hold in reality. Played and lost. Natives very sharp. End of section 17. Recording by Todd.